Hi, everyone. Welcome to the CUOA podcast. Um, I'm Jessica. So if we all just want to go around and introduce yourselves and what school you attend or are currently attending. Um, so why don't we start with Jamie? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you guys for having me, too. Um, my name is Jamie Stankiewicz. Um, I graduated from UC Berkeley in 2018. Um, I got dual degrees in biochemistry and statistics, and I was also a student athlete while I was there. And right after that, I did a NASA internship at NASA Ames Research Center, along with Kai, in the Space Life Sciences training program. But right now, I work at a biotech company in the Bay Area called Amaris. Nice. Nice. Um, Abby. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Abby Moore. I am a mechanical engineering junior at the University of Oklahoma, and I am in the NASA Pathways program at Johnson Space Center, where I've done two tours in the spacesuit and crew survival branch and one tour in the environmental control group in mission control. That's so cool. All right, Kai? <laughs> yeah, um, my name is Kai. A lot of you might know me from previous WOA events. Um, I'm currently a senior studying mechanical engineering at CU Boulder, um, and I'll be graduating in May and actually starting full-time at NASA Johnson Space Center. Um, and Jamie talked a little bit about the first internship that I did, which was at NASA Ames in 2018. Um, it was through the Space Life Sciences Training Program. And then I also did another internship at NASA Langley, um, during summer 2019. And then I participated in the NASA Pathways program at Johnson Space Center, where I met Abby. Um, and I also worked in the environmental systems uh, flight controller group. Um, and I worked in the thermal vacuum chamber group, um, system test for the crew and thermal systems division. And uh, I'll be working there full time starting in July. That's so cool. <laughs> Um, I'm super excited because you all have so much of this like NASA intern experience and I'm just breaking into it. Um, so I'm a senior at CU and I'm studying information science, which is kind of like data science, but it's more about people and data. Um, my internship is going to be at NASA HQ and it's going to be looking to automate a portal for taking in satellite imagery and ground imagery of different natural disasters. So my student project is gonna be about volcanoes, which is really cool, um, but they're gonna pull me on other things, but I'm really excited for it, yeah. So um, to start another round of questions, what was your first NASA internship and what did you do? Where was it located? Give me the lowdown on everything. Yeah. Um... My first NASA internship, or my only one, was at NASA Ames Research Center, and I was in the Space Life Sciences Training Program um, with Kai, and we spent a summer there, and you got to work one-on-one -on -one with a PI or a mentor in the space biology department there. Um, I worked on a synthetic biology um, ex uh, lab experiments and projects there, and what was cool about um, SLSTP was that we were also kind of like in a cohort. There were about 12 projects going on simultaneously and um, each person got to work um, on their own space biology experiment, but we also got to collaborate on a really cool group project together. And we spent a lot of extra time doing that as a collaborative effort. And that was I, something really unique to uh, our internship experience. Yeah, so I think Jamie touched on SLSDP and Abby touched on 
pathways. So I'll just talk about the internship at Langley. It wasn't my first one, um, but it was the one that I, I guess it's my second one. Um, and at NASA Langley, I participated in the Game Changing Development Group, and we were designing a Martian greenhouse. Um, so it was a lot of like futuristic work and a lot of concept of operations writing. Um, it involved a lot of research, um, CAD, and not so much like hands-on work, uh, but I think it gave a pretty good overview of how you start a project when you work at NASA. Um, you really have to spend a lot of time researching and developing the ideas before you can even start implementing any of them. Um, and so um, I worked with a team of four other university students across the United States, uh, and we spent the whole summer just developing this idea, and we ended up publishing a paper at the end of it. Nice. So what were like your day-to-day -day responsibilities in these internships? Sure. Um, so yeah, I worked in the space biology department. So I honestly would say it's, some, it's very similar to how you would work in any biology lab around the world. You spend a lot of time reading papers that are relevant to your research. You do lots of experiments in the lab. You know, you go to lab meetings and have discussions with colleagues about your own research and their research and how you can make things better. And then, of course, at the end, you do a lot of consolidation of information in your experiment to uh, present it to other people at NASA, your peers. And yeah, I guess in my free time, I would, you know, say, get a lot of the other interns that are around there with you and you go, you know, explore the area. Yeah, so one of the things I've loved about all of my Pathways internships, um, especially in the fall because I was in person, but really with all three of the ones I've done, is I really felt like I was integrated as part of the team. So my day-to-day -day looked a lot like my mentor's day-to-day. -day. So I had three main projects that I worked on and kind of split my time between those as appropriate for where I was in each of them. So spent some time catting, spent some time in the lab, spent time writing procedures, spent time in meetings with other groups, figuring out information I needed to know. I was also able to go to a lot of the meetings that my mentor went to. Um, she did a lot of the internal suit systems. So she would have to go to the crew control boards and all of these really awesome meetings where I got to learn about the high level programmatic decisions being made, which was super fascinating. So I got to sit in meetings, but the fun kind of meetings and then kind of split the rest of my time between CAD procedures, um, background research, and the lab. And then, yeah, outside, there's they do a lot of tours and lectures at Johnson. So getting to tour the mock-ups and the space vehicle mock-up facility where they train astronauts on ISS, or walking around. Johnson has this awesome quad with a bunch of deer. So walking around the quad to meet people for lunch and just kind of enjoying the perks seeing who you run into in the hallways. Um, there's always a chance of running into an astronaut, but yeah, just enjoying being at Johnson Space Center. Oh man, how crazy would that be? You're just at lunch and hey, look, an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, so I started uh, right off the bat with Pathways at Johnson Space Center in fall of 2019. So the last semester before the end of the world. Um, <laughs> last semester fully in person, which was awesome. Um, I was assigned to the Spacesuit and Crew Survival Branch where I specifically worked on the Orion crew survival systems, which is familiar with the orange pumpkin suit. So it's the next generation of orange pumpkin suit that'll be worn for IVA activities, specifically launch and entry. And also it can keep the crew alive in a six day contingency situation as they return to earth. If there was like a cabin depressurization, 
Um, I worked specifically doing a lot of work with the suit cooling loop. So I performed some train studies and thermal analysis on human factors and also just meeting temperature requirements for the liquid cooling garment, which is basically a sweatshirt with water tubes sewn in that crew members wear underneath their suit. Um, got to dabble in a couple different activities, but I mainly focused that semester on the LCG and the, and the crew cooling loop. That's so cool. <laughs> All right, Kai. I have never intentionally like approached an astronaut. I have, I did physically run into one one time. I was in my lab. They like come in for crew opinions or whatever. Um, I was in my lab and I turned a corner a little bit too fast and physically bumped into one. So that was not my finest moment. But yeah, it's they're really awesome people and they're also just people. So um, getting to hear lectures from them is really awesome and inspiring, but it's also just a double shot. Like you just do a double take when you walk by one of them in the lab or you don't even realize it as you're passing and you like realize a couple minutes later, like, why do I know that person from? Oh, they were on station a couple months ago. <laughs> oh man, that's super cool. Okay, Kai, what were your day-to-day -day responsibilities like? Yeah, so I'll talk about Langley since I think Abby and Jamie did a great job talking about the other two programs. So when I was at Langley, um, as I mentioned, it was a pretty big group project. So I was with my team like 24 seven, we were always working together. We actually like had the same office. So all of us were just grouped in this little office together, um, which was really nice for communication. Like if I had any questions about one subsystem, I would just ask, you know, the person sitting right next to me. Um, and mostly we did a lot of research. So I was just sitting at my laptop doing a lot of research and there was also a lot of CAD work. So we were doing that. Um, and then sometimes in between those days, we had some 3D printing that we did. So we made this like pretty detailed prototype um, and it was so detailed. We had to use like two different PLA materials or not PLA, sorry, just two different materials for 3D printing. And one of them could actually be dissolved in water. So it would like give you all the little details. Um, and that was really fun to do. And it spent like four or five days printing each part. So um, it was it was really fun. It was really intense, but I, I really liked doing that. Um, and then outside of just the research and 3D printing, uh, there's a lot of meetings. So we were you know giving presentations to our mentors or we were going to meetings that our mentors were leading. Like Abby said, you know, you sort of tag along and see what the group is doing and you learn a little bit outside of what your own project is. Um, and at Langley, it was sort of similar to um, what Johnson had where there's like tours that you could do um, and they'd be run by these students and you know you could see lots of cool wind tunnels. Langley is one of the oldest centers or it is the oldest center, I believe. I think Ames is second oldest. Um, and there was just lots of history there. If you guys ever seen Hidden Figures, that's based at Langley. So there was a lot of really cool things there that I just never thought I would see. That's so cool. All right, so on the topic of mentors, this is kind of an open question. Um, how often were you like working with your mentors or were you like working by yourself? Um, I would say for me, um, working in biology with a mentor, I think I spent a lot, the most time with my mentor just collaborating on ideas and talking about um, my experiments and the direction of my whole project. And I, was given a lot of responsibility to go in the lab and you know just do the lab work yourself um, but i don't feel like i was alone i had other 
like interns there in the lab with me. And I also had um, other people in the lab and in the hallways, other scientists and biologists who worked in the same lab as my PI or worked with my PI a lot. So I could collaborate and ask other people questions. And of course, ask my mentor questions about anything. Yeah, in terms of mentorship, um, it's been a little bit different across the three internships or four internships, three different centers. Um, at Ames, like Jamie mentioned, like I did work with my uh, mentor and we did do work, but I did all of my lab work on my own. Um, and when I was at Langley, there was very little mentorship actually. Um, and I think it was because it was such a collaborative project that we had each other to rely off of and not as much our mentor. Um, and when I was at Johnson Space Center, uh, both of my internships, I had actually more than one mentor. I had like two or three um, and they were really helpful and they helped me through a lot of projects. And I think with the environmental systems like flight controller group internship, it required a lot more mentorship there because it's hard to do things on your own in a flight controller group, I think. Like most people don't know what it means to be a flight controller and be in mission control. Um, so. I had to learn a lot from the people that were training to be flight controllers or were already flight controllers. Yeah, and mine is kind of varied. Um, when I was in person for my first internship, I uh, shared an office with my mentor. So we were kind of just talking several times a day throughout the day. Um, just as you do when you share an office with people catching up about projects or just, I like loved to talk to her about what she was working on because she had the coolest projects. So I just was able to learn a lot that way, um, especially getting the benefit of being in person. Um, yeah, over the summer when I was in um, the environmental systems group, like Kai was, I worked with a couple different mentors and at least a couple times a week, I was tagging up with them on different tasks or uh, shadowing the classes that they were taking Usually every day I was in some sort of class with one of my mentors. So being able to learn that way. And then this semester, um, it's kind of the same way where I have a different mentor for each task. And so a couple of times a week, I'm tagging up with at least a mentor to get feedback on something, to go over a progress report and just keep in communication. Because like Kai said, I think that one of the things I didn't expect, I guess, coming into an internship is that at NASA is that they gave me real person work. I was kind of expecting to get maybe dumbed down versions, but they very much give you real person work. And I think no matter what you're studying, nobody goes into working at NASA, whether it's an intern or a full-timer knowing how to do that complexity of work. Um, so I've been really fortunate to have really awesome mentors that felt like there were no stupid questions. And let me ask all of the silly questions I needed to to be able to get that startup up and going and learning from really cool people. That's been one of my favorite things is if you like Google things about spacesuits and look at papers, a lot of them are written by people that I've worked really closely with and people who have mentored me. So that's one of the things I loved about my Johnson internships is that I'm getting to learn spacesuits from the world experts in spacesuits and they are all really accessible, uh, great people that I can have an awesome working relationship with. It's been really neat. Yeah, I was kind of expecting that they would just give me one of my own projects and just like have at it. But um, I was a little surprised when they were like, no, you'll actually be like working on projects with us. If there's like a big natural disaster, do we need help? And I was like, oh, 
okay and I'm like that's really cool though because like you're impacting science and society and just everything I was like oh my gosh okay um so what were some of your highs and lows at your internship good bad ugly (laughs) yeah um I would say some of the highs from my time at Ames was the group project that we got to do in the space life sciences training program Um, it was kind of done on our own time but we put a lot of collaborative effort into it. We had like about 12 people working on the same project. And, you know, we had a lot of creative and scientific freedom to just, you know, build a payload yourself, build your experiment yourself. And we actually flew two high altitude balloons with payloads attached to them. And it was so fun to, you know, just build stuff from scratch, go fly something and go chase it down. (laughs) I think we got lost looking for both of them, (laughs) the first attempts. (laughs) <laughs> but it was fun to kind of just like through forge through the trees and track down your flight. And I think some other highs I would say would just be like, you know, exploring uh, NASA and exploring the area with other interns and just get to know the culture at a new place and go exploring. Oh, um, and then I would say the lows would probably be, you know, just like failed experiments in the lab, you know, that will happen to everyone all the time in science, you know? If you ask a scientist, like, do they fail a lot? You know, it'd be like pretty much all the time. (laughs) It's just, you know, how do you learn from your failures in the lab and how do you uh, recover from them going forward? I think one of my highs was my first semester. I think I talked about, I was doing a human factors trade study. And so I spent all this time uh, researching these solutions and doing all this testing on it. And at the end, I t- presented to my mentor and uh, one of the other full-timer that was leading the project. And they were like, yeah, we like it. Present it to the contractor. And so I got to present the solution and basically the way forward to the people who were manufacturing it and get kind of got to see from the ideas that I had to the end, something that will fly. I used to say before I graduate, but Artemis keeps Artemis too has slipped a little bit. So potentially before I graduate, but something that'll fly in a couple of years, being able to kind of see that through um, my first, and that was my first internship at NASA. That was a huge high. I also got to be a student test subject. So just on a personal level, I got to put on um, the spacesuit and go to the space vehicle mock-up facility and sit in the a little capsule and play astronaut for a day, wave to all the people on the tram tour, which was just a super fun experience. And one of those like oh my God, I actually work at NASA experiences. So yeah, and I think I think anytime, and I've worked on a couple of projects this semester that um, I just submitted the final proposal for one today that I think has a pretty good chance of uh, being able to fly on the suit. So anytime I've been able to do something that I think will fly has just been a difficult to describe experience, knowing that you've made something that a crew member is going to interact with when they're on a spacewalk is or on a spacewalk or in space is the best feeling in the world. Um, As far as lows, I, so also my first semester, it was, I came in and I really, I hadn't taken a circuits class. There was just a lot of things that were going on. And so I set up this whole experiment and it was a whole ordeal to get it set up. I had to come in at like 5.30 in the morning and do last leak checks. It was, it was a whole ordeal to get it set up. And I, Finally, after like three days, got it running. It was in this chamber with 100% humidity at 
maybe a hundred degrees because it was like a, a active environment. Just it was incredibly hot, and um, so I did this whole thing, and then I got the data back, and it didn't make any physical sense. Like I was getting temperature drops that I was getting lower temperature drops at higher temperatures uh, with like cold water. So it wasn't making any physical sense. And it found, I found out that I had bad data from what I thought was calibrated equipment. Um, so I like had put all that work and then I had to figure out how to salvage all of that data, um, which was just a lot of playing around at LabVIEW. But that was that was pretty frustrating, but I had really great support from my mentors. And I learned I learned a bunch about running better tests and everything like that. So it's definitely a learning experience, but I remember that day in particular being kind of frustrating. Yeah, um, I think one of my favorite parts of the Ames internship was also the group project. So I'm glad that you brought that up, Jamie. Um, but I think I've had some really great highs throughout all of my internships. Um, most of them, I think, were at Johnson Space Center because I think I've always wanted to do human spaceflight research. So being at the forefront of that was just super exciting. Um, like Abby mentioned, you would just like see cool things every day. Like I, you would see astronauts walking around, you would see astronauts training. Um, you would get to go train as well, you know, like you pretend to be an astronaut for a second. Um, you know, you could walk straight into mission control and see a launch that was happening that day. Um, it was just really awesome that there was just so many things that you could see and do uh, related to human spaceflight. Um, and I think that made every single day that I was, uh, you know, in person at Johnson Space Center really exciting. Like I woke up in the morning excited to go to work and um, just looking forward to what I'd see that day. Um, and I think uh, on a personal level, like Abby mentioned, one of the best experiences I had was being in mission control during the first all-female spacewalk. Um, I got really lucky and interns get to shadow flight controllers um, just like on their regular day-to-day -day work. Uh, but I got lucky and got assigned to shadow a flight controller during the spacewalk that was happening that day. Um, so I got to be there in Michigan with a headset on. I don't really know if I was doing anything super important, but it was just such a fun experience. And there were so many like cool people. There were so many astronauts in that room as well, since they were, you know, there for publicity and, you know, it was a really big event and um, it was just awesome. It was historical too. And I'm, I'm so glad to have been a little part of that. I don't know if I helped a lot, but it was fun. <laughs> and um, in terms of my lows, I think most of uh, like my no my lows at like NASA in general were actually at Langley Research Center. Um, I think that was because the project that we were we were working on was really conceptual and really futuristic, um, and so it was hard to like imagine it. Like, for example, if you're working on a project that was launching in the next few years, it's a lot easier to grasp the concepts and there's a lot more like like solid concrete work there. Um, but at Langley, the work was so like out there, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be there in like 30 years, not in the next like five or 10 years. 
Um, and we don't even know if this idea will be implemented, right? It's just an idea. Um, and I think that was a little bit hard for me because I wasn't really sure exactly what I should be researching. And a lot of the stuff hadn't been researched, right? It's a completely new idea. No one has really thought about how to develop a really high fidelity greenhouse on Mars, you know, and that's what we were doing. And so it was combining a lot of technology that I hadn't really learned about and didn't really understand and trying to implement it into you know, our concept of operations. And um, it was definitely quite difficult for me. And I had a few lows during that time. Yeah. I though was super cool. I remember I watched the spacewalk on NASA TV and they kept cutting to mission control. And I kept seeing her and freaking out like, oh my gosh, that's Kai. She looks so official and cool. But it was another one of those like, oh my God moments. Like I wasn't even there, but I was like, I, I like know the person sitting there. She looked really cool and official. So even though she didn't feel like she was doing a lot, she looked like it. She looked very impressive. You know, it's like fake it till you make it, you know, they like had these NASA photographers like walking around taking pictures and I got like really fancy photos from that day. And I, I don't even like, it's really funny to think about. I look like a flight controller, even though I definitely wasn't. So I'm just curious about the flight controller thing since we're talking about it. You were just sitting there listening to everything happening and yeah. just like, or were you like asking them questions? I guess it'd be hard to ask them questions like while they're working. Yeah, yeah so um, it's something called OJT. Um, it's called on-the-job training. And this is something that's common throughout all of like NASA. Like I know you can OJT other things as well. Um, for example, I was in the thermal vacuum testing group and they let you OJT a test, which means you would sit there with a test director while the test was happening. Um, so it's just like a common term for shadowing and sort of learning while you're shadowing. Um, and for flight controllers, that means being in the front room, which is what you see on like NASA TV. If you ever like see anything related to a spacewalk or a launch, when they pan to Houston mission control, that's your front room. And then you also have your back room flight controllers. And so you can shadow either of them. Um, and you have lots of opportunities to sort of learn while shadowing them. So learning like, what all of the data means and sort of what they do. Um, and in terms of like something like an EVA happening, there's lots of busy times, but there's also downtime where the flight controller maybe isn't doing a task and you can ask questions. Um, and so that's sort of why you do OJTs. And um, it's really, it's a really great learning experience. And I know Abby, you probably OJT a few times if you want to talk about it. Was virtual. So I OJT'd, I was on flight loops in my childhood bedroom, which was definitely an experience, but I've got some IOUs when center opens back up to go actual OJT that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun opportunity to like, you know, feel like you're doing something and also learning. And also I think for um, like flight controllers and training and also like test directors and training, um, it's required to do OJT. So like you have to complete a certain number of OJTs um, in the front room and the back room so that you can become certified. And you can also OJT simulations, um, which I, I'm going on a really long tangent. I hope that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm for it. laughs> yeah. Um, to train to be a flight controller, you actually uh, do these sims, which basically simulate the whole like ISS and everything that you'll see. You actually even have like people playing astronauts sometimes. Um, and 
you work with like a, a group of flight controllers and you control the station, but in a simulation. Um, so you can work on like what will break and how to fix it and things like that. And um, you can also OJT sim, so you can shadow uh, the simulations and learn from that as well. So what did you learn through through these positions? Like maybe things that you learned on the job, things about yourself, work ethic, stuff like that. Yeah, um, I was really thrilled to see um, what it was like to work in a space biology lab at NASA. You know, when you um, hear about NASA, you might think of a lot of engineering or computer science. And I was really thrilled to see that there was actually space biology research being done. And, you know, a lot of innovative efforts to explore new places and new planets. And how do you use um, new technology to learn about biology, um, you know, on the ISS for future missions or biology, um, you know, about astronauts. And it was really cool to see that type of research being done. You know, my project was a synthetic biology project. And what was really interesting is prior to that, I didn't actually have wet lab synthetic biology experience. And I kind of learned a lot of the techniques on the job. Um, I actually took like a class in synthetic biology a few semesters before I got to my internship. And so I kind of knew a lot of the techniques and uh, like the theory of how to do things. And I had like um, a wet lab experience doing like molecular biology, but it wasn't synthetic biology. So I had to learn a lot of new techniques and skills in the lab and just, you know, a little bit more about how to do that kind of research. And then of course, like you take that research that you learn in school and then you have to shift it to a space focus. Like, you know, how does this work in space? <laughs> yeah, I learned so much. I've done three internships and uh, broken up two years of school and I have learned a thousand times more at any of my internships than I have at school. Um, Oklahoma doesn't have a huge space emphasis. Um, just at the university. So I came in and I felt like I learned a whole new language with regards to spacesuits and all the acronyms. Oh my goodness, I'm sure Jamie and Kai can tell you and save a whole new language of acronyms. But I mean, I learned so much just about physiology and occupant protection and then just practical things like I hadn't taken heat transfer, but I learned a lot of that just on the job. Um, but from a less technical standpoint, I've also gotten so much more confidence. I think there's something about working in general and then specifically working at NASA and maybe even specifically working on some of the flight projects that I've worked on. We're like, oh, this is the real deal. If these real deal engineers, these world experts in what they're doing are trusting me to do this task and I'm doing well enough on it that they want to fly it, then maybe I'm the real deal too. And so just between like my first year of college before I even started any of this too. I just had a performance evaluation a couple weeks ago and I got complimented by my mentor for speaking with confidence, which is something no one has ever told me in my entire life, which is just a huge one of those growth moments where I came in on my first, my first week, I like would send emails to people and apologize for asking questions. And I just was so unsure of myself and unsure if I should be there and felt really unsure of what I was doing. And I think through the multiple tours, getting the experience, being able to learn from all of these people, 
I've really found a lot more confidence in myself and been able to talk more confidently about my ideal, my ideas and the things I'm working on. Yeah, um, for me, I think, so I don't, so I studied mechanical engineering and I think that's a little bit different than aerospace work. Like, you know, in my classes, it's a lot of general engineering. They don't apply it to space or anything related to that. So um, going into NASA, I felt like I had no aerospace background, to be honest. Like I, I didn't really understand a lot of um, aerospace specific work. Um, and uh, that was a really great experience I learned from all four of my internships. When I was at Ames, um, I learned a lot about space biology, which I didn't really like understand as a field before I went into it. So it was really cool seeing the type of work that's being done um, and also sort of the different projects and you know what range that covers. And at Langley, it was a lot of conceptual work, like I've mentioned. Um, and I learned a lot there in terms of, you know, trying to combine technologies for aerospace and doing a lot of research related to that. Um, and at Johnson Space Center, it was about human spaceflight. And you can read lots of articles online and you can, you know, watch YouTube videos and you can do all of this, but it's just so different being there. You know, when, when you're in the internship and you're with other people that are also really passionate about it, it's really cool to learn a lot about um, human spaceflight. And I think Abby mentioned before, a lot of the people that write these papers online are your mentors um, or a lot of the people that you see on TV, I guess, you know, in NASA TV for mission control, they're your mentors. So it was really great to learn from them. And you don't necessarily get that at school. You know, you don't necessarily get to work. There are lots of experts at CU, but I was in mechanical engineering, so I didn't really work with space um, experts or human spaceflight um, experts. And I really like that I got that experience in my internships. That's super cool. Um, okay, so switching gears a little bit, what was your interview experience like? Was it stressful? Um, yeah, I guess before we start answering that question, um, we could also, I know Ames, uh, the SLSDP program didn't have an interview, so we could talk about the process for applying as well. Okay, if that, yeah. If that works, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna honestly uh, kick that answer to someone else. <laughs> I didn't go through an interview, but um, I did put in an, an application that required a couple of like personal statements and, um, written out questions and it also required like two letters of rec so yeah that was <laughs> my experience I can yeah. talk about um, the different internships and some of the application processes uh, I'll leave Abby to talk about the pathways program and how they do their internship process um, but in terms of yeah SLSDP it was just two letters of rec um, and uh, quite a few essays and paragraphs of writing but no interview um, and at Langley, it was a really interesting internship program that I applied for. So it's through NASA Force. Um, and all you have to do is just submit, like, I think a like, statement of purpose. Maybe I think it's like one paragraph. Um, I think it might have changed since I applied. Um, at the time, I did have to submit a letter of rec, but I think they got rid of that requirement. So don't have to submit a letter of rec. And I didn't have an interview for that position because it was actually through a, another NASA competition that I did at CU. It's called the NASA Big Idea Challenge and they do it every year. Um, and you get together with like a team of seven or eight other students and you work on this like big question. And 
the big question the year that I did it was how to build a NASA Martian greenhouse. So um, that was sort of why the internship was focused on the Martian greenhouse. So they would um, compete during the school year and would get all the teams together at Langley and um, all of the teams would present their research and their work. And then among the top five teams, they would select five people to get an internship at NASA Langley. So it wasn't really an interview. It was more of like a, a roundabout way of getting an internship um, through a competition. And that's sort of my experience there. Yeah, Abby, if you wanna talk about Pathways. Sure. So Pathways is a pretty unique application process. It's a pretty unique program, so I guess it deserves a pretty unique application process. And it has actually just been revamped this year. So the current system is different than when Kai and I went through it. But you will apply. Um, you used to have to basically stay up till midnight because it was only open for the first however many people, but it'll open twice a year for an entire week. And now you can apply to any center you want. So you can basically, if you know, like Common App from when you were applying to colleges, basically like that. So you can click through and say, I want my center, my application, go to Ames, Johnson, Kennedy, wherever you're interested in. And so you'll submit a resume and it should not be a one page resume. They typically recommend, I think between five to eight pages and you'll write in paragraph form about everything that you've done. So they're really looking for detail. So you go in and you write in extreme detail about it. Um, go through the whole application process on USA Jobs. They've now, it's usajobs.gov um, and you can set up a saved search. I would recommend if you're interested in applying for pathways, uh, look up student trainee for NASA and set up a saved search. You get an email when it does, because it only opens for two, uh, one, for one week, twice a year. So you'll go through that. You now have to do what they call a competency exam, which I think is a mixture of questions about like soft skills, like leadership. And uh, from what I heard from one of my friends who applied this year, quote, like the SAT, but with laws. So some sort of like reading comprehension that you'll go through. Um, so you'll go through this. It's a pretty different process. I can see Kai laughing, but it's a pretty different process than we get through it. But the main thing is to write that really long uh, five to eight page resume really detailing all of your experience. So yeah, I went through that. I That was back in the days of staying up late. So I stayed up super late, submitted my one page resume. They emailed me a couple, like maybe a week and a half, two weeks later, asked for a transcript. I sent in a transcript. I didn't hear anything for a month. And then they are like, hey, can you interview in two weeks? And so I had my interview, which was way more casual than I was expecting. It was just like 30 minutes and it was just basic. Tell me about a time you worked on a team. Tell me about this line item on your resume. Kind of really basic with some HR people and some uh, full-time engineers that had converted from the Pathways program. So I had that interview, heard back about two weeks later um, that I had gotten in and have been working here basically sense. I really love it. But yeah, it is it is a beast of an application process, but I would definitely say to not let it deter you. Um, you'll, um, it's really not as bad as you think once you get start writing, once you start writing about things and it's a great opportunity. Man, that's so cool. 
Yeah, Kai was mentioning the NASA.Force internship portal, I think, yeah. That's the one that I applied through. Um, it's really interesting because like you apply to it and then it's there for everybody to see. And the internship that I actually got like currently, I didn't actually like apply to it. I know you can like pick them to apply, but I think because I had like chosen one that was like adjacent to it that they saw my resume because of it. And it was really interesting. And I've had um, three different interviews um, for three different positions. And the one I got this summer was so, um, the most recent one I had, but they were all different. Like every single one I went through, the process was completely different for each one of them. Um, the first one was the mentor reached out to me and then we chatted and then she brought in the team and then I had an interview. And then the second one was just a very casual, the person emailed me and it was like a 10 minute conversation and he was explaining his project and everything. Um, and I was answering questions and that was that. And I was like, okay, that's different. Um, and it was kind of like the last inter interview I had where they emailed me super casual. They were like, hey, do you wanna like listen to us talk about the project we're doing and maybe see if it's a good fit for you? I don't know, it was, they're all so different. Um, so it's really hard to know what to expect, um, especially after my first experience when it was very formal, very like, hi, I'm a mentor. Would you like to chat about this position? And then the next two being, let's just talk, you know, um, they're not really in interviews per se. Um, the last one I had was not really an interview. It was just me talking about um, Python and mapping portals and stuff like that. And I was just, that's what I know. Um, they weren't really like, tell me about a time you faced hardship kind of questions. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just very different experiences. Um, and I was applying to the pathways um, this year, and it was a really interesting application project, like the SAT portion of it. <laughs> there was like the reading questions, and it was like, it could be 15 questions, it could be 30, you don't know. Um, you just keep going until you're done. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it said it would take three hours, but um, I finished pretty quickly, so I don't think it took three hours. Um, I don't know. Very interesting, though. Um, Okay, so if you could give a piece of advice to anyone that is going into a NASA internship anywhere to be successful, what would it be? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, yeah, tips for a successful internship, I would say anywhere, is, you know, care about the research that you do um, and put a lot of effort into what you do. You know, uh, normally at internships, you beat out a lot of qualified people to be there and you're there for a reason you have the skills and drive necessary to be there and everyone really loves to see that you have the passion for a particular mission uh, and I would say if you get something out of it your employer will get something out of it as well so just you know put in the hard work care about what you do a lot of collaborating with peers and lots of people, so you can't be shy. Um, and hopefully, you know, you'll build lasting relationships and you'll never know if you'll get to work with people in the future. Yeah, I think my biggest advice is to ask as many questions as possible. I learned the most from talking to really smart people and asking them what they learned or asking what they were doing. That's how I got to go to some of the really cool tests I got to see or some really cool meetings is just asking people about what they're doing, whether it's your mentor that you're working with directly, someone in your group, 
your other interns, they're all working on really cool projects too. So my biggest advice is just to ask questions, A, because it'll help you do a lot better on your projects when you know what you're doing and there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Like I said, no one, no one is born knowing how to build a space suit or do space biology or observe natural disasters or design Mars habitats. No one is born knowing how to do any of that. So there's nothing wrong with asking questions. It'll help you do a better job and it'll help you get so much more out of it because you'll get to learn from the experts and just see really cool things, which is the best part of it being at NASA. Yeah, um, in terms of, I guess, what I would recommend, I think Jamie and Abby touched on some really good points. And I think mine is sort of similar to that. Um, you're there as an intern to learn. I think um, I think you're a little bit different than a full-time employee. Um, you're not there to just work on a project and do it the best possible and then hand it off. Like you're there to learn and you're there to experience what it's like um, and see if you're a good fit for that group. Um, I know at Johnson, that was like a really big thing. Like really it was trying to see if you would be, you know, if you would fit with the group and if they liked you as well. So it was sort of like a mutual um, relationship and you had to work on that. And so um, I would definitely recommend just taking all the opportunities that come your way. Like um, a lot of the times my mentors would reach out to me and be like, well, we have this really cool opportunity coming up. Do you want to participate? And sometimes I had a debate like between, oh, well, I'm working on this project right now, um, or should I go and do this opportunity? Like, and uh, at first I was like, well, I should be working on my project, right? Because I need to like present this like 100%, like it's gotta be amazing. Um, but at the end of the day, I realized like taking these opportunities and going to these events or um, going with my mentors places was really where I was gaining that real experience and also making the connections, which I think like help lead to future opportunities. Um, so uh, I think Abby mentioned, just ask a lot of questions too. Like if you are proactive and you go out and ask lots of questions and um, reach out to peers and reach out to mentors, um, you don't know what type of opportunities come up. Um, I think just by <laughs> one time I walked into a room that I don't think I should have been in, um, <laughs> but you know, I was walking around and, and someone turned to me and they're like, oh, what are you doing in here? And I was like, oh, I was just thought this, you know, it was a mock-up of the Boeing CST 100. Um, like, I guess they were training inside this mock-up uh, and I guess I was like, oh, it looks really cool. Like, I, I was just wondering what it was. Um, you know, and this person was like, well, you want to come inside and take a look? And they like unlock the door and let me go inside and take a look. And I don't think if I had asked um, and if I had gone out of my comfort zone and actually went and tried to ask these questions, um, I don't think those opportunities would have come. And so lots of things like that just sort of like landed in my lap because I was able to go out and really um, like connect with people and just ask them questions. Like if you show interest, they love to talk about their work and they're willing to show you what they're doing. Um, and same with, I think, as I mentioned, those OJT opportunities, if you have a chance, like just ask anyone, hey, like, can I just tag along with you and see what you do like during your day? Um, and a lot of them are willing to let you just do that. And I got to see so many cool things through that. Um, and I think I sort of regret not doing that for my first two internships. Um, I think I didn't really 
I was really shy and I didn't really want to go out of my comfort zone and talk to people as much. And I was like nervous that they would like shoot me down and be like, no, of course not. We don't want to talk to you. Um, so I don't think I reached out as much to people that I could have. Um, and I still got to see some cool things, but it was definitely a little bit different. All right. So for our audience wondering, how did you all get these positions or how did you learn about them? Um, was it through professors, teachers? Did you go out and find it? Um, where did you learn about it? That's a really good question. You know, I think, like I said earlier, like when you think of NASA, I think a lot of people automatically assume like it's like all for engineers. Um, but, you know, I was just curious. I remember sitting like, um, like at school in the lab my senior year and I'm like thinking about you know what kind of what I'm what kind of job I'm gonna have afterwards and I'm like you know it would be I would really love to work for NASA and I'm like does NASA have any like jobs open in space biology and you know that it just took that curiosity and I started like digging on Google for like hours I'm like space biology at NASA like uh, are there jobs here, like internships, like wh what's available here? And, you know, uh, it just took a lot of persistence in me just like really wanting to find something that eventually I found something. And like this one position in Space Life Science Training Program, I applied to, I put a lot of effort into it. So I would really just say, um, if you want something, like sometimes you just got to dig for it. Um, so... I have maybe a lame answer. I am from Houston. I grew up, uh, if you look in Google Maps, exactly 30 minutes uh, from my front door to the front gates of Johnson. Um, so I grew up in the area and I did high school robotics because I'm a huge nerd. And uh, three or four, maybe five of our mentors on the team were NASA civil servants. And I loved getting, I loved hearing them talk about their work. And one day my senior year, I was like, okay, I want to do this. How do I do this? And they were like, okay, if you want to be a civil servant, do the pathways program. And so that was what I decided I was going to do. I actually picked the school that I'm at. I picked Oklahoma because they had a bunch of student competition teams that I thought would look good on my pathways application. Um, and so, yeah, I, saw somebody who's doing something that I wanted to be doing in five or 10 years. And so I asked them about it and ended up here. That's super cool. Um, Kai and I were talking, or one day after one of our exact meetings, um, we were talking about what a civil servant is. So um, either Kai or Abby, if you wanna describe what a civil servant is um, and how do you get those positions at NASA? I can explain what it is and Kai can talk about getting it if that about contractors yeah you can yeah civil servants. yeah <laughs> yeah so um I guess the first thing to say is that uh no matter what badge you have you still work for NASA so um there's some perks to being a civil servant but the biggest thing to say is it's not the is all be all for working for NASA but a civil servant is someone who's employed directly by the government rather than a contractor like Jacobs or KBR Wiley um, so my paycheck comes directly from the government. Um, and at Johnson, there's about, I think, 15,000 employees and about 2,500 of those are civil servants. So the civil servant workforce isn't terribly huge. Um, but civil servants tend to be all, everything about government employees. So a little bit lower pay, a little bit better benefits, really hard to fire. 
Um, but basically, the with being a civil servant, um, your my checks come directly from the government, and um, it's a little bit easier to get promoted if you really want to go like the manager route. Um, all of your all of the supervisors are going to be civil servants. So if you really want to like climb the the NASA ladder, um, a civil servant position might be the one for you. The project managers are typically civil servants. So if you want to be in a ma more management role, those are typically civil servant roles. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, and to add on to that, the way to become a civil servant is through uh, the Pathways program that we've been discussing. Um, well, there are other ways to become civil servants, but this is probably one of the most common ways uh, is to intern at NASA for a few years through Pathways and then get converted to full-time um, as a civil servant. Um, and I know there's another way to get in, but I'm not as familiar with that process. I know you can be a contractor and then work for a few years and um, they do some sort of like special hiring and they're able to convert you to a civil servant, but those aren't as common. Um, yeah, and in terms of contractors, so uh, as Abby mentioned, these are like, con like people who work for companies that work with NASA. Um, and a lot of these contractors are uh, like Jacobs Engineering, um, KBR, uh, SGT. There's lots of different names, lots of different contractors. You can actually look up lists online of contractors for JSC. Um, and you can also look up contractors in general for NASA. Um, and a lot of these contractors do the same work as the civil servants. Um, you're in the same office. You're training for the same thing. You're doing everything the same. You're just being paid by a different um, you know, entity. You're not being paid by the government, you're being paid by your company. Um, and there's lots of perks to that as well, you know, it could be higher pay and uh, they have their own, you know, like process of becoming a manager. So you could be a manager within your company um, for that group. And so uh, there's lots of differences between those. Um, and when looking for internships, it's also really good to look at these contracting companies and see if they hire. Um, I know that Jacobs hires tons of interns every year. Um, so if you just take a look at their websites, um, look for, you know, if you're interested in Johnson Space Center, you can be like Johnson Space Center um, internships and they'll pop up with a bunch and you'll work at the NASA Center. You'll be doing the same work um, as Pathways or other interns are doing. Um, and you get the same sort of experience and um, maybe that company will also hire you full-time. So they have some really cool programs out there. Um, and not to be more long-winded, but um, there's also, I wanna point out there's JPL, which is one of the 10 NASA centers, but it's actually a contractor. Um, it's not a, like most of the people working there aren't civil servants. I actually don't know if they have any civil servants. It's, they're all contractors there. Um, and it's through Caltech. So they have this like interesting program there where it's like through Caltech, but it's also NASA. Um, and they have their own internship applications and their own like everything process. So they don't have like a pathways program. Nice, nice, very cool. Um, well, we are getting up on that one hour mark um, and I wanna respect our guests time. So. Thank you both for coming. Also, thank you, Kai, for helping me um, coordinate this and just answering questions about being an intern at NASA. Um, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, this was super fun. I love interning at NASA and I love talking about it. So thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. Yes. 
thank you so much for coming. I think this is a great conversation and I hope uh, our members enjoy this and learned a lot about NASA and come work <laughs> at NASA. <laughs>